0: What's going on y'all welcome to another episode of the play colors sports talk show. So I am one half of the dynamic duo, which might sound strange to you if you're watching on YouTube and you only see me. Uh, my co host is running a few minutes late uh, tonight, but he will be joining us here shortly. Uh, so we'll be kicking off tonight we are doing a preview of the AFC and NFC East divisions in the NFL. Uh, We'll also probably talk a little bit about the NBA schedule that just dropped. Uh, I'm sure my co-host is going to have some comments on this uh, KD uh, interview that he did with Draymond Green. And we'll talk about any other uh, big things going on. And of course, as always, if you guys want to drop your comments in the chat, You know we'll uh talk about those as well so make sure that you stay tuned it's gonna be a great show we'll see y'all soon So so welcome 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 everybody to another friday night live interactive sports talk um I will go ahead and save the NFC East and AFC East conversation until my co-host gets on because he's an Eagles fan. You know he has something to say, especially about the uh the NFC East. So if you are joining us make sure that you uh hit that subscribe button down there in the bottom right hand corner also just so you know we got a big announcement we're going to be giving you guys uh but i'm going to again wait for my co-host to get here that way we can uh give you the news together but make sure you go and hit that subscribe button if you are a fan of a afc or nfc east team let us know in the chat who's your team what are you feeling like we want to hear from you too this isn't just us previewing these two divisions we actually want to hear from you and what your thoughts are on the division as well so make sure you drop that in the chat so that is pretty much what's going to go on tonight now since I am waiting on him before we get into this preview um, I'm going to talk a little bit about this Draymond Green and Katie interview and what I'm going to tell you is this. I, I'm and I know my co-host is gonna have some comments on this as well, but I'm just gonna give you my thoughts. I think a lot of people underestimate what goes on in the locker room. And I think sometimes we get caught up in these ideas of beef and, and all this kind of stuff. And and there was obviously some some issues there between these guys, right? But at the end of the day. These guys also understand that they're professionals. They have to get on and do what they got to do. They got to go out there and do what they got to do. Excuse me. And so it was interesting to hear them talk about how their biggest disappointment wasn't really in each other. That that's not why they actually left. Or right? KD said that's not why he left. The reason why he left was because Steve Kerr basically kind of tried to scoop it under the rug, act like it didn't even happen. And that was something that he didn't really appreciate. KD didn't appreciate. Um, also, I think it was the team president uh, was the other person that we had an issue with, um, and they basically felt like even KD felt like, "Hey, you're just trying to basically punish Draymond for this, and you just expect it to all go over." In other words, they felt like no one was really trying to solve the root issue what was going on. So, and uh, I see Cool has joined us in the. Uh, Green Room, so I'm gonna go and bring him on board. What's going on, this sir? What's going on?
1: I got to uh, hop in on this topic here. Kevin Durant's full of crap, straight full of crap. Okay, Kevin Durant, you're a liar. Draymond Green, you're an idiot for saying those type of things about the organization you got to go and play for. But Kevin Durant, back to you. You're a liar. You said before when you left, and you can find the quotes. That one of the main reasons I left was because of the incident with Draymond green, but Draymond green wasn't there then now that Draymond green's here. Oh yeah. You're not the reason I left me. I didn't like the way they handled things. You left because you have 15 to 20, probably burner accounts. You care what every person in the world says about you on any social media platform and you will attack teenagers, adults, women, you don't care. And you know that if you didn't leave that team and go find your own team and win there, that you were never going to be considered a real great player, and you can't handle that. That's why you left. You can make it whatever reasons. It's funny how they change who you're around. But at the end of the day, you were going to leave before that season started because you saw what everybody was saying, and you couldn't handle it. Straight up.
0: Now, I will say this. There is a possibility, just in playing devil's advocate here a little bit, just in in listening to the words, right? That when he says, (laughs) I left because of this incident, but then further elaboration says, I'm not leaving just because we get into an argument. I'm leaving because of the way it, is, it was handled. I find that somewhat viable. But at the same time, I'm not going to say that anything you just said about Kevin Durant is untrue. I so,
1: find it not viable. <laughs> I find it's anti-viable. The opposite of viable. viable I, I find...
0: Well, I viable and likely are not necessarily the same thing sir just just pointing that out
1: i just want to say i don't find that viable likely any of that kevin durant no, he had to go to another team to submit his legacy and he cares what people thinks so because of that he did what he did but of course when draymond's there draymond's not the main reason someone else is but hey knowing what i know about kevin durant's personality i'm not surprised
0: so of course, sir, I did save all the good stuff for you. I just I figured I'd go ahead and get that conversation out of the way. And if we want to talk a little bit about the NBA schedule, I'll be honest, I haven't looked it over that much just yet. Um, I mean, it did just drop today after all. But you know, what I want to do is kind of talk about this whole NFC and, and NFC and AFC East. Preview, and I said, you know, I have to say that for the Eagles fan because he's gonna be real upset if we start talking about, especially the NFC East. he to be real upset if I talk about that without him. So, but before we uh, do that, man, there's another announcement that we need to make. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you do the honors. I'm gonna let you tell everyone what's going on with the future of the Play college Sports Talk Show. So essentially. <clears throat>
1: We've decided that we're going to um, be part of the Sideline Sports Network for our show. So you'll be able to catch us still here Friday nights, 7 p.m. EST. But we'll also be associating ourselves with the Sideline Sports Network. Um, we'll be you know, part of them. We'll also uh, see us guests you know, on different shows that are on or affiliated with that. Um, keep on the lookout. More things coming. But that's just the tidbit we're going to give you right now. So um, for those of you who may not be aware of Sideline Sports Network, it's a new up and coming network. It's been around for about a year. Uh, They were gracious enough to uh, bring us in um, and allow us to, you know, kind of expand our platform and reach more people by being a part of of them. Um, And, you know, nothing will change with us. But like I said, it'll be more exposure for us. It'll be uh, a chance for other people to see us for you guys and maybe catch other shows. It'll be part of it and a chance to see these two wonderful faces in more places. Um, For those of you who may not be aware, I do do some other work with them. I do a show on Monday nights, the NBA carousel Um, that is part of, you know, their network as well as a show on Thursdays, the NBA sip off. So I'm familiar with them. I've been working with them. Um, It was something we decided to bring this show in and bring my co-hosts in as well you know, to help us grow and just do some things with that. So, yeah, that's that's the announcement. There's more coming, hopefully in the future. But that's the part we're going to give you right now.
0: Yeah, I'll just add to that, that, you know, without giving any of the uh, the big stuff away that you guys are just going to have to wait for us to start to happen. This is going to mean a lot more opportunities for us to bring in people to expand out our show, in terms of interviews and the content that we're gonna be able to provide to yeah. y'all. So this is nothing but uh love for y'all. This is nothing but good stuff for you our, our fans, which speaking of, I do just wanna say that we appreciate everyone who has tuned in and helped us grow this show over the course of the last year and a half because it it was your support that actually drew people attention our way. And that's why we're getting opportunities like this is because of the support of our fans. So much love to everybody who, especially those who have consistently tuned in, jumped in the chat and been able to do it. I know nobody can really be here every week, but there's been quite a few of y'all that have been here real consistent. So appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. man. Absolutely. So on the schedule release, man, I'll just say this. Um, obviously, it just happened today. So we'll need time to kind of delve into it, get into it, chop it up. Kind of give our opinions on certain matchups and things that's happening. So we're gonna do that. So be on the lookout for that, watching on replay, whatever, um, in the coming weeks. So we'll definitely get into that. Uh, you know how we roll, we gotta know a little bit about it, gotta kind of see it, we gotta get with it.
0: Go right, Pat right. Go.
1: <laughs> What's going on, Tyler? but yeah, it's one of those things, man. Um, uh, we'll definitely get into it. But like I said, we just want a little time, give you guys a, a chance to see it as well, get familiar with it. And then we're going to talk about that
0: for sure. Yeah. And Tyler, make sure that you tune in next week because we will be doing the North Divisions. So I want to hear you come back and talk about your Packers next week, too. So,
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) There's a lot going on um, that we're not going to touch too much on, but a lot of people getting paid in the NBA. Mm -hmm. You know, um We're not going to take the time because we're really going to need some time here, guys, to go over these two divisions, really. But especially these. (laughs) But, um, you know, Marcus Smart got a contract. You know, Terry Rozier got a nice payday, you know, in the past week. um, Of course, Kawhi's gotten paid. You know, Lucas gotten paid. You know, a lot of things happened. So we're going to kind of talk about some of those things. Uh, We're going to throw that in with the schedule. So be on the lookout for that in the next next couple of weeks. And we'll kind of go into depth on that. We um, Still have a couple more signings. So I feel like, you know, for me and I'm sure my co-host as well, since they're still kind of moving, yep. let's just let it finish up a little bit, mellow yep. out, and then we'll just kind of jump on it. We'll eat into it and we'll uh, give you some of that wonderful play callers uh
0: evaluation. So for the main event, let's go ahead and jump on into this uh, conversation now. Because I have a feeling I might need the Homer alert button tonight.
1: <laughs> we're going to
0: start over in the AFC.
1: That's a wise decision,
0: sir. Because <laughs> otherwise, we're going to neglect our AFC East fans because they might get like five minutes into the, the show. we we'll be like, all right, we got like 30 seconds for a team. Let's go. Um, five so minutes? Let's, so let's That's let's good. go ahead. Yes, yeah, so let's go ahead and give them some, uh, some love first, and then we'll jump into the NFC East. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So let's start with last year's division champion, the Buffalo Bills, who finally knocked the uh, Patriots off the pedestal out there. So, So I guess the first question is, has anybody in the AFC East done enough to challenge Buffalo for that crown? I don't think they have.
1: So my answer to the question is, the Patriots have the only opportunity. The Patriots have done a lot of revamping and they've had a lot of players that they didn't have last year that opted out, especially on the defensive side of the ball due to COVID, that are going to be back this year. So that's going to be a much stronger looking team. Um, But honestly, truthfully, Miami's not there. The Jets are definitely not there. So the only competition that the Bills would have in the AFC um, East is going to be you know, the Patriots. And then a lot of that's going to depend on who gets their quarterback position and what they can do with it throughout the year. But, um, Buffalo's definitely the team to beat in my opinion.
0: <laughs> now, when you look at Buffalo last year, their defense wasn't that good, but that was okay. Cause they didn't need to be because their offense was, uh, was pretty much like second ranked in, in every category except one. And that was running. Um, I believe their quarterback actually was their leading rusher so anytime you have a situation where your quarterback is your leading rusher that is not a good sign no matter how good of a runner your quarterback might be um and i don't know if he finished the season as their leading rusher but i know at least at one point last season he was so my thing is buffalo needs to establish a running game and where i think they're gonna maybe have some trouble with this is their offensive line is a little bit different than most offensive lines. They're actually really good in pass protection, but they're not that great at uh, run blocking. And a lot of times you'll see the opposite, where, where offensive lines are really good at run blocking, but just okay in pass protection. Now, they obviously added some new weapons. I think Emmanuel Sanders was a huge add for that offense, which was already really good last year. Matt Breida should be big for them as well. Yeah. So, I I'm still picking them to win the division, even if The defense only is marginally better than it was last year. And even if the running game still struggles, they have enough weapons on that offense. And Josh Allen can still be a running threat. So at least gives you the threat of that. So I still feel confident I'm winning the division.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, they also added uh, Starla Tulale from um, the Panthers. uh, Mm -hmm. Jordan Poyers on their team as well. Uh, they added Trayvon Hester, someone I'm familiar with, a DT from that came from the Eagles. Good rotational player. Uh, yeah. So they've added some pieces themselves in the offseason as well to try to work on that defense, which definitely clearly needed some work. But I think that uh, you know, you're know, you moving in the right direction. You always hope your draft class, you're able to get some guys from there that are going to be a step in and, and help with some of those roles, at least provide depth um, and yeah. situational uh, plays and things like that. So I think that Buffalo's going to do enough to be able to stay where they're at on top of the division. Uh, but like I said, right on the heels, if they falter, it's gonna be this revamped Patriots team.
0: Yeah, the the Patriots are a team, man, that I think a lot of people look at. And last year they just kind of wrapped it up to, oh, Brady's gone. That's why they were bad. But keep in mind that a quote unquote bad Patriots team had the pretty much their whole defense opt out and they had cam who was actually playing pretty well before he got covid uh really struggled afterwards and they still won seven games this was not a garbage team by any means so you get those guys back that opted out last year You've added a bunch of pieces in free agency, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You added some, some guys who can come in and give you a little bit of help for whoever its quarterback's going to be. The thing I see hurting the Patriots is very simple. Normally when you have two quarterbacks on a roster, there might be some things that one guy does that the other doesn't. But for the most part, their games are similar enough that your offense is basically the same. When you talk about Cam versus Matt Jones, you're talking about two almost completely different quarterbacks style-wise. So I'm going to be curious to see, without having a set starter through the entire offseason, how long it takes that offense to really get going. Because pretty much it's going to be once they decide who the starter is, which won't be for at least another week or two probably now they're going to have to try to get everybody really into that one style offense. So it may not be a problem for them, but that would be the question mark I have if I'm a Patriots fan.
1: Yeah, man. Honestly, man, when I look at it, it's Cam's job to lose. Um, I think the, the line, the offense, a lot of the players new and old are, are more familiar with his style of play. Um, He played against the Eagles last night. Obviously, a lot of Eagles starters didn't play because we'd already kind of went up against them and kind of had our way with them in two practices. So, two joint practices. So, no need to really, you know, get guys out there to possibly get injured in that game. But um, I think they've made a lot of good moves that are going to be very beneficial to them. You look at, they brought in Nelson Aguilar. Um, You know, they brought in Kendrick Bourne, two guys that have a lot of speed. Um, Aguilar had a good season last year. Before that, a lot of problems when he was with Philly, but a good season last year. Um, They brought in Jalen Mills' as safety. Jalen Mills is a guy, plug and play. You may need him to come in and start a few games, or he has a really strong defense around him. He's a good player. He's not a bad player. You know, and and a lot of other guys they brought in as well, and a lot of guys that came back from injury. So that's going to be a much different team, like I said. But the thing that you really want to focus on, tight end. They've always been the best when they had tight ends. Now now they have Hunter Henry and John Smith. So now you can see something similar to what you saw Back when they had Gronkowski and uh, Aaron Hernandez, you know, yep. two guys that really can play, really can catch, will take yards and can be like a receiver in this offense. That's what they've always had. So yep. you add that to those other pieces, man, and you're looking at a really dangerous team. But like you said, Cam gets hurt. Some happens and he loses the job to Mac Jones or Mac Jones gets hurt. And Cam has to come back in. There's going to be a lot of differences in the style depending on the quarterback. You can yeah. open lanes for Cam and he can run. Uh, Mac Jones, not so much. Uh, Cam's better at going to be better at reading NFL defenses. A lot of experience, looks really sharp so far in the preseason and and workouts that I've seen. Uh, so he's a guy that I think has the job to lose, but I think you want to let Mac Jones keep fighting to see if he can yeah. give you something to make you be like. There's a reason for me to bitch Cam. But you're going to have to show me that there's a reason. I think that's the only way that Cam is not their quarterback. But, you know, the defense is going to be better. You give Cam a good defense, and, hey, <laughs> we've already seen what he can do. He's taking a team to the Super Bowl without really great wide receivers with a solid defense.
0: Yeah, uh, and Tyler just said, you know, he, he thinks the Patriots be improved. The defense is going to keep them in games, which which I agree. Um, but it's still the Bills' division to lose. and. And, you know, a guy that you mentioned in there, uh, Kindred Bourne, you know, that's a guy that I think if people don't know him are going to be like, okay, that's not really a big signing. You know, he's a guy I'm familiar with because he was in San Francisco and people don't realize that. Now part of this was because Debo didn't play for the entire season um, because his first year he had to get acclimated. But the thing is Kindred Bourne actually led the 49ers in receiving two years in a row. So this is a guy who, while he's not like an all-star pro bowl type player, he's a very, very solid receiver. And when you look at the other pieces that my co-host named that they added to that offense, that's exactly the kind of guy you want to compliment some of those big names. So I'm I'm actually really impressed with what they uh, put together in the offseason up there in New England.
1: Yeah, they did a lot, man. I mean, I haven't seen New England do it before, but I think they positioned themselves to have a lot of money free agency and rather than get a little wild and go after some of the top guys, they went and got a real solid group of guys that together, you know, with the window, cause a lot of them are signed two, three, four year deals. So you've got a little solid window in here to see what you can do. And I think now we're going to see Belichick without Brady. I think everybody got into this whole, Oh, Brady won a super bowl and Belichick's team was sucked. So it was all Brady. Let's watch this year. Let's see what happens with Belichick has his full complement of players before we go and put everything, all the greatness that happened in New England on Tom Brady because it definitely wasn't all him. Clearly, he's part of it. but We're going to see that uh, Belichick, I think, was a good part of that as well. And keep in mind, I don't like either one of those guys whatsoever. But you have to give credit where credit's due, period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so going to the team that I think... Could challenge for second place in the division. I think they'll end up third, but the team I think could challenge for that second place spot. Miami, no, it's
1: not. I know it's not.
0: <laughs> well, if if I if I said the Jets, I wouldn't even blame you. Huge, just like shows over, bro. If you done. said we're Jets, not-
1: I was just gonna turn my video off for a few seconds and just get the like light we're not together.
0: Even, we're not even partners no more. This is just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> There's no show anymore. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, when I look at the Dolphins. You know, the defense is solid. Uh, They play more of a a bend, don't break. They're not like a dominating defense, but they don't allow a lot of points. You know, they really make you take little pieces. They really make that whole philosophy of take what the defense gives you. Yeah. Well, they don't give you much. They make you work for it. They make you earn it. They make you be consistent for the entire game because you're only going to get little chunks against them. And, And that secondary is really solid. Now, offensively, the question obviously is going to be, can Tua take the next step? And if he does, that's where they have the potential to be dangerous. Because they went out and added a guy, in Will Fuller, who, if he can stay healthy, gives him a lot. They he got Parker, who actually came out really strong. And they just added Waddle. So theoretically, they have some weapons to be able to throw to and I think they actually have added a couple of tight ends as well. I can't remember the their names are off the top of my head, but I know they added at least one good pass catching tight end as well. So two is going to have weapons. The offensive line they've they've kind of made it a little bit better. But this is still a young team. And I think ultimately, that's what's gonna hurt them is the fact that this is still a really young team. And that's where I think New England's going to benefit, because with Belichick running things up there, I think that's what gives New England that edge with finishing second in the division, but I think Miami has the potential to challenge them, honestly.
1: Well, the tight ends that you are referring to are Seaton Carter and Durham Smythe. They're both, you know, not bad guys. They project to be pretty decent, Um, but um, it all goes to Jusikki. It's all Jusikki. Yeah, it's gonna oh. have to be And they have a lot of uh wide receivers, you know. They have Albert Wilson there as well. Um, Devontae Parker, I think you mentioned. Um uh, <clears throat> they, they have a plethora of guys that they can choose from at the wide receiver position. But I think the big thing is none of those guys are really needle movers, right? They're guys that they do that they do what they do, they're part of it, but um they're not needle movers. So I think, you know, if you're uh Miami, you're kind of looking like, okay. Let's hope Waddle is that guy for us, right? But he's a rookie. Uh, Tua's still developing. They have a chemistry from their time in Alabama together. But, you know, you're hoping, first of all, Waddle's healthy because you need him to be healthy. But, I mean, I don't see them really challenging for second place, but I see them being solidly in third place. You know, a couple things go the right way. Maybe uh, they luck up into a half game, you know, lead over. But I just don't see them being able to contend with – Um, New England, but I do see them making steps if Tua can develop. There's nobody to put it in the fourth quarter now when the game's on the line. You got to go with Tua.
0: Yeah. I I do see we have some uh, more people actually tuning in live. We have not yet covered the NFC East. So if you are a fan of the NFC East team, make sure you stick around. We are going to be covering your team uh, here momentarily. Uh, matter of fact, jump in the chat and let us know who your team is. We want to hear yes, how you think they're gonna end up doing. Yes, sir. So let's talk about those uh, JETS Jets. Um,
1: <laughs> like Tyler said, I feel you, Tyler. If he had have said Jets, I'd be like, bro, I ain't even mad if you're not tuning in. What is this guy talking about, bro? If
0: I had said the Jets, I wouldn't even tune in next week. <laughs> Uh, I would just boy. I just would have taken the walk of shame, man. i just been like, yeah, my bad. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, I would just blame Steve Kerr. That's how that's that would have been what I would have done. Um so when I look at the Jazz, man, this is a team that has question marks all over the place. Um <laughs> obviously they they got the, the number two pick. They should have had the number one pick, but they couldn't even lose right. So here you are, you got the number two pick and you picked the guy that You and i talked about before the draft everybody hyped him up i liked him when when the niners were picking at 12. i didn't like him at two because I, i felt like fields was better i felt like lance was better so at best case i thought he should have been like the fourth quarterback off the board but you know i mean they took him at two and the reports are he's struggling uh, you just lost, loss into a torn ACL, or a, I think it was Achilles.
1: It was Achilles, yeah, yeah. And he lost to safety as well. So they yeah, lost two He was, was the backup safety. Yeah, but still, on that team, he probably could have been the number one in yeah. three practices.
0: So, so you don't have the the pieces. And, and keep in mind, as a Niners fan, I know Robert Sala very well. And what I can tell you is. I know everyone has this idea that he's going to go in there. He's going to turn that defense around. It's going to be great. The first year he was in San Francisco, it was not pretty. Our defense was bad. And then we went out and we got a whole lot of people, including D Ford and Nate Bosa, and all of a sudden defense became great. Now, Salah's obviously grown as a defense coordinator. Last year he did a great job even with all the injuries, Mm -hmm. so I'm not suggesting that he's necessarily going to revert back to like his first year as a defensive coordinator. But what I am saying is he has nowhere near the talent, especially with Lawson out for the season now. He has nowhere near the talent to be able to get that defense up. It's going to take them a couple of years to build that defense. That offense is not going to be good right away. This is a team that will be picking in the top five, probably the top three, possibly second. Because we all know. As we told you last week who's gonna be picking number one. If you didn't, if you don't know and you need to find out, go back and watch last week's show. We told you we we're gonna be picking number one next year, so book it, seal it, guarantee it. <laughs> so, so, the Jets might be picking at number two again this year. Um, but honestly, man, that's okay because this year is not about them winning, this year is about them developing some of these young guys. And starting to get the pieces in place to actually build up a winning organization. So it's okay that they're going to suck this year. (laughs) Sometimes you have to suck and it is what it is. (laughs) Well, man,
1: we say before the draft on our show, after the draft, when we were talking about, uh, quarterbacks who would struggle, we both wanted to pick this dude, but obviously we had to agree to pick different people. Um, (laughs) <laughs> clearly the easiest choice. Uh, but, you know, he should improve, right? All jokes aside, I mean, the kid can play He can play quarterback. I mean, he hasn't done in the NFL yet. Some people take longer than others. They don't come along right away. He's not going to. It's going to be a struggle. He's going to get hit a lot. It's going to be ugly. Uh, they're going to get scored on a lot. Um, they did pick up Corey Davis, so he has somebody to throw the ball to, but the problem is Corey Davis is going to probably be unhappy because you are the number one, but you're in a place where you were better off being number two in Tennessee. Just being real. Um, there's not a lot of positives that you could honestly say about this team. They do have CJ Mosley at linebacker, really good linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the offensive line is not horrible. Jamison Crowder's still there. He's a decent, you know, wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> They did draft a kid that I'm familiar with from Miami, Braxton Berrios. He should be great in the slot for them. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Miami fan. It just so happens that because I am, I get a chance to really see him play um, throughout college. He should be a really good slot receiver. So hopefully he'll get a chance to be using that role a little bit this year. Uh, they have Keelan Cole as well. Um, so they have some names some weapons. But if you can't get the ball out, you're not going to be able to read the defenses. And the line is not the best. Not a top fifteen line in the NFL. Yeah, they're going to be a bad team. I'm booking. I'm not booking, but I'm thinking number two pick. Number two pick
0: so, so one thing I will say is in terms of the offensive line. Remember, they drafted Beckton uh, last year, and, and then they just added uh, Vera Tucker. So they, they're they're putting some good young pieces on that offensive line. Uh, Elijah Moore is, is another guy that is going to be really good for them. Yep. So they have Eventually. some pieces. Yeah, they have some pieces, but they're all young. And, and so that's the question is, will those guys develop? And if they can get them to develop, they might actually be good in a couple of years. But sorry, Jess fans, it's not going to be this year.
1: Yeah. And I think Jess fans already knew that. We, we shouldn't be yeah. telling you anything that you did not know. Like, yeah. we should not be giving you any information that you were not already aware of if you're a Jets fan. Yeah.
0: All right, sir. It's time. Flipping over to the NFC East. I know, I know you're excited, but we Let's, have to uh, always start off with the division champion from last year. So, the floor is yours. Talk to me about the Washington football team.
1: the Washington football team won a division that nobody wanted to win. Kudos to them because somebody had to win. I think they had the best quarterback um, that was left in the division last year. And uh, Alex Smith, once they actually had some to put him in a play. Um, They had the best defense in the division. That front four? I am so thankful, <laughs> very thankful that the Eagles have a solid uh, offensive line uh, now that most of those guys are back from injury. And some of them we needed to jettison, and I'm glad we did. But I just honestly believe, man, the, f- the football team is going to have a say in who wins the division. Because if you can go in there and you can withstand that defense and find a way to win games, you're going to have a pretty good shot at winning the division. Mm, I think the division winner out of this division is going to be probably nine to 10 wins. I only think one team out of the division gets in the playoffs. Um, I'll explain why I think that when we have our uh, last preview. Um, but I will say this. If Ryan's Fitzpatrick can be Fitzmagic for 12 games for them, they have a good chance to win a division. History says it'll probably be more like seven to eight games and that probably won't win a division. Mm. They've had some upgrades, slightly some upgrades. They've gotten a little bit better wide receiver to put around whoever's the quarterback. Uh, they have some solid uh, running backs. Um, they haven't really had anyone to me that's kind of all the way taken the reins and said, I'm the guy yet. Uh, but they have some guys that are going to be you know capable of doing it, I think. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they develop throughout the season. Um, if Taylor Heineke steals that job from Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I'm a football team fan, I probably want that to happen. Uh, because like I said, Fitzpatrick is going to give you maybe seven or eight mechs of good games. The rest of the games, you're going to be very upset that he's your quarterback. And you're going to be cursing your organization for bringing him in, throwing your football team shirts down and, walk- and storming out of games early.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, look, this is a situation where, like you said, and, and it wasn't just last year. It's been the last several years where it seems like no one actually wants to ever win this division. And this is honestly, possibly the hardest division to predict in terms of where all four teams are going to end up at. Shoot, this might be the hardest team, to, the hardest division to pick who who's going to win. Because... You either could have a bunch of teams again, win this division, or not a bunch of teams win, but somebody win this division, like nine wins, because everybody's kind of bunched together, or you could have several teams in this division win 11 or 12 games. It's like, that's, that's kind of competitiveness that exists in this division. And, And it's, it's really a weird dynamic. But when I look at Washington, it all really starts with that defense that defense has the potential to keep them in games and as you pointed out with Fitzpatrick he's going to probably give you seven or eight games where he's going to go out there and play phenomenal if the defense can step up and give them two or three other wins when he plays poorly I don't think 10 wins is out of the question for this team so that's what's going to be really interesting to see is can that defense stay healthy and pick up some of the slack Obviously, the big question offensively is, have you found anybody who can be a number two receiver? Well, they went out and got uh,
1: his running mate from Ohio State from the Panthers. So I guess they're assuming he's going to be a number two. And in their tight end plate, has been playing really well. He played well last year, and he's played well in the preseason. This is where I think the football team is going to run into a little trouble at. They're the team. Um, Who won a division last year, you know, what that means they're playing the more difficult teams based on where they finished last year uh, from the other divisions. So that, you know, yeah, three games or two games, I think it's three games. That could really make a big difference in where they end up in this division, because I think two to three uh, difficult games versus harder games could make a break. Your season. Um, I do agree with Tyler's comment about uh. He's going to get in eventually. Fitzpatrick's the only thing that's stopping them from playing. So he's going to get in. Um, If he is a really good quarterback for them, then that could make them a little bit more dangerous. I'm going to have them finishing. um, I'm debating between second and third. I'm going to say that they end up finishing slightly below uh, the second place. So I'm going to put them in third place. Uh, But I think like you said, Uh, Depending on how a few things go that could you know change, but that's where I think that they're going to end up at and that's not a negative uh, But they could end up in second. So let me put it this way The the gap between second and third based on how I feel is very slight right? It's very slight maybe a game Yeah, if that maybe just division record, so I think it's really tight between them and another team I don't want to give it away yet, but I think that they'll finish in third is where I have them now, but I would not be surprised if they finished in second, but I don't have them winning the division.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, by, by the way, you, you're talking about the wide receivers. So, they added both Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys.
1: Curtis Samuel was his uh, running mate.
0: Yeah. So, So, the thing is, while those both seem like pretty good additions, we're going to have to wait to see when they actually get on the field. Will one of them actually step up and be that number two? Because we know who the number one is. Scary Terry is the number one. That's not even up for debate. So the question becomes, can the other receivers actually do enough? Now, these are obviously upgrades over what they have. I'm just going to be curious to see if they're enough. So that's where I'm going to be interested to see. Now, when we talk about uh, Heineke, you know, it's a hit or miss. Because on one hand, I agree with Tyler that they... They don't have a lot of film on this guy right so he could come in early in the season he'll catch a couple people off guard just because they don't know much about him yet they only have one game the thing is we're basing some of our assumptions off of one game too and the thing is remember that the Bucks also had no film on him for that game so this is not like oh this is what he looked like going against the defense that was prepared for him and we all know once you play two or three games in the nfl that's enough for defensive coordinators to start picking up on some of your tendencies and start locking in on you giving you some trouble so while it sounds great and i would like to see him get a chance if he earns it that might not be a good thing so that's what will be interesting to kind of see with uh washington this year but i'm i'm kind of in the same boat with you i don't have them finishing last but I also don't have them repeating and win the division again, so I'm I'm gonna say second or third. And, and like you said, it's just it's gonna kind of depend on how some stuff falls because it's gonna be a really tight race. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, I know I know you're chomping at the bit, man, but we're we're gonna we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you sweat this out. So um, nah, not yet, not yet, not yet. We're, not really we're gonna yet. go to the, we're gonna go to the team that finished second in the uh, division last year. Which, by the way, just in case anybody doesn't know this, the Eagles finished in last and they were only like two games out. So this was that's how ridiculously tight this division was last year.
1: <laughs> so we have Big E Nelson that has uh, made an appearance. All right, Big E,
0: we want to so, hear from uh, you, too, because it's, it's time to talk about them, them G-men. Talk about the Giants. So go ahead, man. T- talk to me about the Giants, man. What, what, what do you? What's your outlook for 2021? All right. So
1: the Giants, man, they're at the bottom, bro. Daniel Jones hasn't impressed me whatsoever as a quarterback in the NFL. And without him being good, there's no way that they're going to finish anything other than last. <clears throat> but I think last place in the division this year is going to be better than first place in the division last year. Because I think that what we're going to see is that a lot of the teams in the division, they're going to be able to now go out and beat some of those teams outside of the division, which we have not been doing in the last few years. So all of you people that have been talking about how the NFC East is not as good as the other divisions and it's the worst division, we're going to change that narrative for you this year. We're going to win games outside of the division because a lot of us have done things to repair a lot of the holes that we've had. The Giants have had an actually really good offseason. First of all, they got back Saquon Bartley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's like a, a gift for them. You know, receivers that they picked up, Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. John Ross. They picked up Corey Clement from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they got a Dory Jackson. They got Logan Ryan from the Titans. So they've added pieces to this team. Um, the one piece that I think they should have added they didn't was a guy who could really challenge at tight end. They did bring in Cole Hikutini, I believe is how his name is pronounced. That may be incorrect, but I believe that's it. He has a possibility to be a guy that can, you know, get into game situations and make some things happen. But you're going to have to, if you're the Giants, Daniel Jones is going to have to be better. Right? So if he's not better, you can't win. And I'm sorry, you can put Saquon back there, you know, you could do everything you want to do with Saquon, but here at the end of the day, the truth of the fact of the matter is if he doesn't have a quarterback who makes the receivers a threat, they're going to key on him. They're going to take him out of the game, and then they're going to make Daniel Jones beat you. And guess what? That is a great game plan. If you're playing a Giants. That is a wonderful game plan. Now,
0: Eric. Please enlighten us into who is your second-string running back. I don't know for sure because I haven't looked at their depth chart, but I'm going to guess it's probably uh, Devontae Booker.
1: That's what I was thinking, and he is actually not bad. Now, um, I did forget to mention this. They did bring in Levine Tolilo at tight end. He's a guy that probably would have been a start on any other team besides the one that uh, he was on with the Falcons um eric is white they did tweak the line a little bit um so it'll be somewhat better but i never really felt like the line was too much of a problem i mean it's not the greatest line i think it's an average line it's a you know middle of the pack line Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's daniel jones man you've got other pieces around you but you've got to have that guy behind center that gets the job done daniel jones comes out and has a transcendent season I'm not even going to go that far because I don't think he's going to do that. But let's say Daniel Jones comes out and he has a really good season. He shows people that he's able to take that leap. Then maybe the Giants finish higher than I'm anticipating. But I have to base it on what I've seen from him so far. I think he got at least another year before you're going to really be able to compete because I think Daniel Jones is going to hold you back, even with Saquon Barkley back. And he may have a little time before he can really you Know get itself back into Saquon Barkley mode coming off the injury.
0: So, when I look at what the Giants did, um, as Eric pointed out, they did make some, some tweaks to the offensive line. Um, as you <laughs> see, he's there, he says, uh, <laughs> they were the reason he predicted the Saquon injury, but so they, they actually fixed the offensive line a little bit, which should help. Yeah, they added they lost Wayne Gallman, they added Booker. And then they drafted Kadarius Toney. And Kadarius Tony is a guy that you can line up in a slot. You can put him a running back. So they were smart to go out and get some playmakers who can take some of those touches off of Saquon to keep him a little bit fresher and hopefully keep him from getting injured. Um, that's going to be a huge thing for them.
1: You Obviously, know who they did? go ahead. You know who they didn't get a, a wide receiver? That's what they didn't get
0: we're, we're gonna talk about the Eagles soon man just calm down
1: i just want to make sure that Giants fans remember that you wanted him but you didn't get him
0: That's all I so uh eric actually just uh pointed out what i was about to point out which is <laughs> this is it man this this is the year for danny dimes if he does not play well this year then the giants have to take a serious look at what they want to do <laughs> i believe that was for you sir silence yeah, silence that with that sir to. is definitely for me <laughs> so yeah so you know when, when i look at his progression daniel jones has gotten i would say consistently better Each year, but he's never been like leaps and bounds better. It's always been like microscopic improvement. So the question is can he take a huge step forward this year? Because here's the newsflash he has to, because this division is going to be tough. Remember, Dallas was a team last year that had a ton of injuries. The only team that actually had more injuries than Dallas was San Francisco. So Dallas lost a lot of pieces, and we all know they had poor coaching, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Well, the Eagles lost all their line
1: except for their center.
0: Yeah, and there. as the Eagles had tons of injuries as well, so this is this is a you know division is going to be tough, and you're going to need your quarterback to come out and play well. Now, defensively, the Giants showed last year some some real development on defense they played great defense. Uh, They added some good pieces or I think was a great pickup for them in the draft. So I like what they're doing defensively. I like the fact they added playmakers around Danny Dimes to try to balance the offense out a little bit. And I like the fact they're trying to establish a running game so that they're not having to run him as much. But if he can't take that next step, man, they're going to be in trouble. And that's why if I'm picking where I'm gonna place the Giants at, I'm feeling like if Washington finishes second, the Giants could finish third. If Danny Dimes plays really well. But if he doesn't play well, or if he just plays average, they're last place. <coughs> so so Eric, I'm gonna comment or uh, Billy, I'm gonna comment on on this. Galladay would be a huge compliment for Jones. Honestly, I don't know that I consider Galladay a huge upgrade over Golden Tate. I mean, could you argue that he's better? Sure. A huge up a huge upgrade? Not really think it's a huge upgrade. Wow. Just my personal opinion. Wow.
1: <laughs> he caught me with that one, y'all. They caught me with that <laughs> one. Galladay, bro, is the number one. You know what I'm saying? Injuries are a problem with him, but when he plays, he can play size, speed, youth, got a chip on his shoulder with everything that went down in Detroit. I I agree with Billy V. I think that Galladay is going to be guy. Now, here's the problem. You're still getting the quarterback, the, the ball from Daniel Jones. So I think that's where your problem comes in at. But as far as Galladay himself, I think he's going to be a beast.
0: Until um, he plays up. Well, no. Then- what, what, let me let me put it this way to you. If a guy can't stay healthy Didn't we just get through knocking Ryan Fitzpatrick for only being Fitz magic seven or eight games a year? Well, I said if he could stay healthy, I mean skill-wise, I mean He's he's, he's, he's a beast skill-wise. I mean skill-wise don't matter though. I mean look We're gonna have this conversation in a couple weeks when we do the NFC West and we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and Trey Lance, right? Jimmy Garoppolo the reason we drafted the quarterback at three is because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't stay healthy Okay? But I, I think, don't care how talented you are. If you can't be on the field, you're not a freaking upgrade.
1: But, but I think the <laughs> the thing is, I think he just didn't really want to play for Detroit anymore. And I think he could have came back. He just said, you know what, I'm going to save myself to be ready for next year. But I think Galladay's a good, he's, he's a baller. But he is getting the ball from Daniel Jones, so that's going to limit his, his effectiveness because if your quarterback's not good, no matter how great of a player you are, it's going to
0: hurt your stats. Yeah, I would also go ahead and say Matt Stafford is a much better quarterback than Danny Dimes. And the Detroit Lions won how many playoff games? Just it out there, man. Just it out there. That's 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 uh, factual information, sir. It's factual information. <laughs> Very factual information. So, so yeah, so that that's that's the uh that's the Giants yes sir now we're gonna go to the cowboys let's talk about them cowboys so so jerry you know jones time, uh we know what jerry jones thinks right jerry jones is like he's he's tired he said he's tired of it man so did the dallas cowboys do enough to make jerry jones happy this year so
1: here's how I'm going to answer this question, right? We could go through all the players they have, all the players they're at. At the end of the day, none of that matters because they've had great teams on paper for years. What we need to see from Dallas, as the NFL, as the NFCs, as the NFC, right? Are you going to put it together on the field defensively? You got CD Lamb, right? You know, you got Ezekiel Elliott. If he's healthy, because shoulder problems already for Dak but I think a lot of that mm-hmm. is just trying to compensate for the leg injury last year, um, right? You've got Amari Cooper. You know, you've got players. I'm not going to take them off. I'm gonna give you some people to talk about too, but you've got players on offense. You can get things done. Your line is not as, as good as it's been in the past, but it's still a pretty decent line. Now, the question is, what are you going to do once you score or if the other team gets the ball first? What are you going to do if you have a turnover? What are you going to do if you have to punt? Because that defense has not been good for years, and until your defense gets better, it's going to hamper you a lot. Um, I think the defense is going to hold them back. There's not really a lot more I need to say about Dallas because we've heard about Dallas all year since the season started last year. Every week, every network, all the time, all we hear about is Dallas. Like they're actually winning Super Bowls. But that's another story. So I'll simply say this. Dallas is going to finish second in the division possibly third, and that's all I have to say about Dallas.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing with Dallas. Uh, the big question mark is obviously Dak. Can can't he stay on the field? You just paid him, so you better hope so. Because, again, if Dak goes down, what do you have behind him? Well, we saw last year what you had behind him. And Andy Dalton was probably the best guy you had behind him, and he's in Chicago now. So if Dak can't play, the Cowboys are in big time trouble. And uh, most said, you no know, said, maybe fourth. <laughs> so so here's the thing: when I look at Dallas, there's some question marks on the offensive line. Okay, that offensive line was really monstrous a couple years ago, but injuries and and different things have really taken a toll on that offensive line. The guy who needs to step up in Dallas the most on offense is Ezekiel Elliott. He did not play well last year. There is absolutely no reason, even with the line being a little bit banged up, there's no reason... With the weapons that you have a wide receiver on that football team, that you can't sit there and tell me that you don't have some running lanes and that you can't get into to the second level and run some guys over and make some plays. Ezekiel Is Elliott needs to stop being soft and he needs to go out there and he needs to play football this year. He needs to actually go out there and show people that he was worth the draft pick that was spent on him. Because what was he like the second or third overall pick? Maybe like he was fourth? high, definitely. He yeah, he's like top right. five. So he needs yeah. to go out there and prove that he was a top five pick. Ever since he got paid, man, he's been playing soft. So he needs to go out there and he needs to play better. Now, defensively, you went and added Parsons, which was a, a great add for you. And you got rid of Mike Nolan, but you brought in Dan Quinn. Uh, I don't know if Dallas fans know this or not, but the Falcons' defense wasn't that good. And Dan Quinn had years to build that defense up. So... All you did was you brought in a guy who had this um reputation because of the Legion of Boom. And the fact of the matter is he never replicated that in Atlanta. He's not going to replicate it in Dallas. And uh, Tyler, I'm going to agree with you uh, because here's the thing. Mike McCarthy, <laughs> I said two years ago when they hired him, it was a terrible hire. I have not backed off that statement since. I will not back off of that statement until Mike McCarthy proves me wrong. It was a bad hire. It was a bad defensive hire to hire Mike Nolan last year. It was a bad defensive hire for what they did this year. And coaching is what's going to continue to hold the Dallas Cowboys back. I'm actually going to agree with Mo. I actually think Dallas getting the third or fourth in this division. Now Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, 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 Look, now, just now, just to be fair to Cowboys fans, if Dak can stay healthy, if Zeke actually goes out there and plays football, and the defense can even be halfway decent, they could also win this division. So, I I want to be fair with that, but I'm I'm accounting for the coaching and the fact that Dak's probably not gonna stay healthy.
1: I would like to say I think Mike McCarthy was a great hire. I think Mike Nolan was an excellent hire for the Cowboys, and I hope that they give both of those guys ten years extensions. Um, let's go McCarthy. Let's go Nolan. Let's go the staff that they have. I think it's great for the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> please please keep in mind that all this is coming from an Eagles fan. <laughs> all of it. All right. So let me let me just go and do this real quick, man. Yes, you go can.
1: Ahead just, go ahead and talk about the Eagles fan. Just go ahead and talk about the Eagles, fan. Listen, don't even, don't even um blink it. Just put the home alert across the screen, baby. Because we're getting ready to get it. OK, we get ready to get it. Here it is. The best secondary in the NFC East is in Philadelphia. Straight up, you got big play slay. Then we went and got him a wonderful compliment. It's on. Right. It's on. We got some questions at linebacker. But if you've heard about practices, um preseason games, the joint practices we have with other teams. Um the linebackers have been playing really well. They've been very aggressive. They've been attacking. Um not going to take the time to name all of them, but they have played really, really well. The front four, you already know about it. The safeties, we won't even need to talk about that. We know what's up, right? They were good last year. The cornerback is going to be better. Problem we'll have, we'll have to put in our rookie um, if one of our corners gets injured, which could affect you know what we're doing but all in all the eagles are going to win the east 10 wins and i'm going to tell you why we're going to be able to run the ball we're going to be able to go with Miles saunders if we keep um <clears throat> well holyfield is not going to make it unfortunately i like him but he's not going to be able to make the team there's too much talent in front of him right but you look at what we have we'll come back to running back no 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 let's go ahead and go there I- i'm excited y'all so I- i'm jumping around but i'm excited y'all let's go <laughs> I've been waiting for this all week. So you look at Jordan Howard, he's gonna make the team. Miles Saunders is definitely gonna make the team. Boston Scott, more than likely, but he may not because Gainwell may take Boston Scott out. Because Gainwell has been balling. And he's projected to be a third or maybe a practice squad guy, and he's getting it. He's giving it to him. He's showing every practice. He's showing every game that he's ready to just go out there and play. Now, when we start talking about wide receiver, let's get real with it. Devontae Smith is going to be a beast. Period. Devontae Smith is going to be a beast. Greg Ward is still there. He'll be depth. He won't be a starter, but he'll be there. He'll, He'll be depth. Quez Watkins has taken somebody's job. Quez Watkins will be a starter on this wide receiver court. He's fast. He's aggressive. He high points the ball. He has height and he has not just speed, but also quickness. So that's happening. And Jalen Rieger, he's shown a little bit. He's not shown a little bit. I agree with Mo. Welcome home, Jordan Howard, if you make the team. Because like I said, running back is going to be very difficult make those cuts so you better come with it we could go through every wide receiver but i also talk about Fulgham. he hasn't been getting a lot of first team snaps but i guarantee you when games come you're going to need him size speed height a little bit of a build more of a bigger receiver we don't have a lot of those guys so you're going to want one of those tight end is a problem um tyree jackson's hurt he's out Uh, we also lost another one of our tight ends Uh, so we're down to pretty much guys that will really get playing time probably going to be Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and then Richard Rodgers. But Tyree Jackson was a star training camp monster, uh, former quarterback. He took to the tight end with no problem and has been killing it. But, again, he's going to be out. You know, uh, Jordan Mylada is going to be the left tackle. Major upgrade over what we had there last year. When he did play last year, he did well. The rest of the line is going to be the same as it was last year. Before injuries, one of the best lines in the league. And we're going to come to the last piece that I'm going to talk about. And that's my man, Jalen Hurts. People talk bad about Jalen Hurts. Eagles fans don't support him. Eagles fans don't think he's going to do a good job. But guess what? When you put him out there on the field at every level that he's played at, he's done a good job. When you put him out there with subpar talent, guys that were beat down, guys that almost were depressed because they are playing for that jabroni that we had to send um to the Colts in a Trojan horse package and pretend like he was healthy. He's going to get out there and he's going to play. Is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? No. Can he make enough plays for us to win with the running game we should put out there this year? Absolutely. So Mo is an example of what I'm talking about. I'm still concerned about our QB situation. Plenty of weapons, but i just see way more um, than what they have shown so far. What have they shown you so far? It's the preseason. You want us to put our franchise possible quarterback out in the preseason when so many people are getting hurt so he can get hurt so that everybody can say, oh, Jalen Hurts is always hurt. He can't stay hurt. He's no better than Carson Wentz. No. Oh, and on top of that, just in case you weren't made aware, he had a stomach virus, he had a stomach issue, which is why he didn't play yesterday. He was actually going to play a series or two. But at the end of the day, I don't care what we see in the preseason. I'm not worried about losing 35 to zero. And for all the Eagles fans who cry about that. Can you just understand one thing? You don't win Super Bowls in the preseason. Baltimore hasn't lost a preseason game in, what, two, three years? How many Super Bowls did they have to show for it? None. How many appearances in the Super Bowl did they have to show for it? None. So it doesn't matter what happens as long as you get your team through the preseason intact without a lot of injuries. That's where we're at so far. One more preseason game to go, and then it's gonna get real. Nine to ten wins Philadelphia. We win the division. Giants get out the way. Cowboys get out the way. Football team get out the way. Y'all can fight for a second. Let's go.
0: So here's what I'm gonna say. I you I mean, you pretty much just covered all all the Eagles. There's really not a whole lot to add except for I will say this. I, I I actually agree with Mo. Because here's what I hear most saying. I don't, I don't see most saying, and, may, and maybe he is saying this and I'm just reading it differently. But I'm reading it as he's not necessarily saying that Jalen Hurts is going to be bad. He's just saying that right now, we haven't seen him be great. We haven't seen anything to suggest that he's going to be able to take that next step. And you know what? We can't criticize Danny Dimes for not having taken that next step yet, and then give Jalen Hurts some kind of magical pony pass because you think he's going to be great, okay? We can't do that, man. That's why we put the homework alert on you. Oh, yeah?
1: Well, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Who looked good when they played last year with a raggedy team? The same team that Mo's boy, Carson Wentz, couldn't do anything with, right? Who looked good playing with that team? Who's been with his wide receivers this all season, working, getting better, running routes with them, understanding how they want the ball, where they want the ball. Who's been doing that?
0: But again, we haven't seen him really do this in action. Could you so say, oh, well, he looked pretty good? You could we say, oh, did he? Play? Play? Did, we seen did him Did he play? look? Did he look good in a couple of games last year? Yeah, he looked good in a couple of games. But guess what, though? No. As we said earlier, when there's not a lot of film on you. It's easier to go out there and look good. Once there's some film on you, that starts to change. And again, I'm not sitting here saying that Jalen Hurts can't be good. I'm just saying that we haven't seen enough to go anoint him yet. That's all I'm Mm -hmm. saying. We
1: don't need to anoint him. I'm not saying anoint him. I'm saying he's going to be our starting quarterback next year, and he's (laughs) going to play good enough with what we expect out of him to do for us to win. We're not asking him to go out there and be Tom Brady. We're not asking him to go out there and be Russell Wilson. We're not asking him to go out there and be Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. We're not asking him to go out there and be Dak Prescott. We're asking him to go out there, manage the game, use your legs, not make a lot of turnovers, allow your renegade to do the thing, allow the screen game to work. That's what we're asking him to do. We're not asking him to be an MVP. We're not asking him to be a candidate. We're not asking him to be a great quarterback. We're asking him to be a game manager, use his legs, and come into it as he matures in the game of football. Let me me go on Danny Green. You want to
0: crown him, crown him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm not sitting here saying, and if anybody misconstrues what I'm saying about Jalen Hurts, let me break it down for you as simple as possible. Jalen Hurts will be a game manager with good legs. Jalen Hurts will be able to look at the seam and say, I can't make my reads. Let me get a few yards on the ground and let me slide. That's what he's going to be able to do. He's going to be able to open it up. He's going to be able to make it happen. And when he makes it happen, I'm not even going to say, I told you so. I'm not even going to get up here and brag and stick my chest out. You know why? Because I already knew it was going to happen. And when you already know it's going to happen, why do you need to celebrate when it does?
0: Nope. So, we are, we are pretty much over time here, but before we wrap this up, we, we've we've now discussed, I think we're, we're pretty much in agreement on the AFC, so we don't need to revisit the order of that, but we were both all over the place on the NFC East. So right now, top to bottom, your bold one through four prediction NFC East. Eagles, Cowboys,
1: football team, Giants.
0: And thinking about it, I'm actually going to pick the football team to win the division. I got the Eagles finishing second. I got the Giants finishing third. And because of the coaching, I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to finish last. That's my call. And uh Mo says that he guarantee he'll stick his chest out and say, I told you so. <laughs> no, and he's picking me the, uh, the Eagles, do. the football team, the Giants, and Dallas. So me me and Mo are actually are pretty close. Just uh flipping Washington and, and Philly there, but he, he's agreeing with me uh on the last two. So I mean look, Dallas fans I, know as an honest i have absolutely no love loss for y'all whatsoever (laughs) but at the same time this isn't me being a biased person this is me looking at your roster seeing that this talent there has been vastly underutilized for multiple seasons and i think until you get your coaching fixed it's going to continue to get underutilized and that's why i'm picking you last. yeah it's not it's not personal I think y'all got the talent to win the division. I just don't think you had the coaching staff. I'm telling you, man. While I
1: don't, I can understand where y'all coming from. Here's the thing. The Giants have a major problem at quarterback, right? The position you cannot have a major problem in and win. So I for would, me. I would argue your whole division possibly has a problem at quarterback. For me, the Giants are last, last because of that, Yeah. When you, look at, when you look at Dallas and you look at the football team, Fitzpatrick's not going to make it the whole year. Heineke's going to come in. But Heineke and Fitzpatrick, some combination of that, I feel like it's still better than Daniel Jones. So that's why I got the football team at third. Now, when you come to the Cowboys, I think they have enough talent. They're going to be able to win enough games to be better than those two teams, even with the coaching issues, uh, because they do have the weapons to go out there and throw 400 yards a game. So that's why I think that, and of
0: course, we're going to win this division. So um, just to answer most question, so last week we did the two South Divisions. This week's the East Divisions, obviously. Next, week we will be doing the North, and then in two weeks from tonight, we will be doing the two West Divisions. So you will have to tune in in two weeks to find out what I think about my, uh, my division and how it's going to go. But there will be the home alert that week for me. So, Biggie, um, y'all going to finish last, bro. Finish
1: last.
0: So uh, just real quick, man. For those who uh, maybe tuned in a little later in the show and did not hear the announcement, the uh, Play Color Sports Talk show has now become a part of the Sideline Sports Network. Uh, So big things are going to be happening with that. Um, if you want to kind of just hear a little bit about what that's all about, you can go back and catch the beginning of the show. Um, but yeah. huge thing. We're really excited about it. So uh, hopefully you guys will start to see some of the benefits of that soon. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Stay tuned. We're moving in the right direction.
1: We cannot do it without everybody that watches replays, everybody that watches live, everybody that interacts with us. Y'all don't know how much we appreciate y'all. Um, yeah. We do this because we have our opinions. We're homers. Hey, It is what it is. But I think yeah. even being a homer, man, we do a pretty good job of trying to at least be um, evaluators of the team and not just, oh, my team's great at everybody else with no reasons just because it's my team. And, you know, we're fans of teams just like y'all, right?
0: We get it. We it's get it. Nothing. We get a bit. We get we got a and bet, it, man. We got a bet. What juice? What juice? <laughs> What's the juice there? Let's go.
1: What we juicing? We juicing? We juicing to the Eagles first, the Giants last, or the combination? What we putting in the case on? Let's go.
0: Oh, well, we get, we get, we got, we got to stay live for a second. To see see what, where this is gonna go. The
1: case was really good. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, appreciate everybody, man and y'all are you know an integral part of what we do um absolutely man for some who may have come along the way or may not have been from the beginning or haven't been able to watch on a consistent basis man this is interactive for a reason that's what we want we can sit here dictate to you for an hour hour and a half only our feelings never talk about what you want to hear you can watch any show for that we want to be different we want to be something that's fun we want to be something that's interactive we want to be something where you guys can be part of the show you know so there'll be opportunities coming up for some of you guys also to hop on, talk different stuff with us. So be in the comments, be paying attention, be around. So when those things happen, we can pull you in. Yep. But you know, so, uh, we appreciate you, Biggie. You name it, baby. You name it. Giants fourth, and don't
0: forget about fantasy football either. One of y'all. So that's going to uh, wrap up our show tonight. Make sure that you uh, come back next week. We will be doing the NFC and AFC North divisions. So if you know a fan of a team in those two divisions, make sure you let them know about the show, Had them tune in. All they got to do is go to talk.com and it's going to automatically come up and, and ask them to subscribe and they'll get notifications when we go live. So
1: easy peasy. AFC North, NFC North, those Giants fans, Lions fans. Vikings fans.
0: We you y'all know, Tyler's going be bad there. for the Packers, you know. know yeah.
1: that. And the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Check us out next week. AFC North, same thing. It's coming.
0: Unbox. East Cool. And together we are. The Play call.